0: Mr. Josh Brown. What's going on, bud? How are we doing today? Doing good. This is Riley with sure. the School Mafia.
1: I got yes, Tyler sir. and Brandon and Miss Cody on as well. We look forward to giving a talk with you.
0: Well, hello to all. How are we doing? What's those going on? Beautiful hot hot. I don't know about y'all over there, but it's hot over here in North Carolina.
1: It's hotter than Haiti's down here in Texas.
0: I believe it. Everything's hotter and bigger in Texas, right? You got that right.
1: You got that right. Except the paychecks. They're
2: still pretty small. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we got that's the right. president that's for that one.
0: You got that right.
2: So just to open up, uh, fifth wheel mafia located inside of Integrity Trucks of Texas. Tyler is back from vacation. He is he only missed about, I don't know, three or four
1: episodes.
2: been on the beach. I wish. Soaking up the sun.
1: I think I was working the last episode y'all had, so you were. Okay. But out there smoking up
0: on the sun, three or four days on the beach. I don't uh, think he's missing much, really.
1: The, uh, I guess he he was
2: out there uh, playing beach volleyball and all kind of good stuff. But yeah. Miss Cody is <laughs> this is number two for her. She's a newcomer to the the studio here at Fifth Wheel Mafia. She is our go to gal uh, in the office for. All things, fifth wheel mafia, integrity trucks, integrity tire let's roll into this thing, Joshua Brown, yep. get started, tell us about trucking
0: oh about trucking let's see uh, I started with about about fourteen years ago, i ain't no was like it was. I'm still young and still a rookie. still got a lot to learn and it's more of a calling than I call it than a job. If, it's a job, something. if you love what you do every day, making people happy and there's nothing better than driving a big truck and taking pride in your ride and taking care of customers and looking good and going down the highway, come on.
2: 10 four. Over now. hmm Got ourselves a convoy.
0: I wish. Right.
2: Well, I, I've got to ask. I, I can't wait much longer. I can't hold it in. Dr. J.
0: Yes,
2: sir. Give us what that, how that got started.
0: Well, a long time ago, um, uh, Jacob Bonham, uh, my brother, a good friend of mine. He's like, he's like my brother. He's like really best friend of mine. He's now known as Haterman. Uh, he started on social media and, uh, he came up to the Bottomley show Mount Airy a couple years ago and I hadn't seen him forever. And he told me he was coming up, uh, to surprise me. And he came up and, uh, they had their vineyard centered out, Hater made Mafia, and, which they don't have no more, which, uh, it's a different story, but, uh, we was up there and me and him got to talking. He said, you want to ride with me and do some shows and stuff? I said, yeah, I can do that. And, um, he said, we well, need to get you a nickname. And I said, well, I have a CB handle. He said, what is it? He said, years ago, everybody called me boots. I always wore cowboy boots. And, uh, He said, You you need another name for like social media, like TikTok, stuff like that. And I got to thinking this and that. He said, What about like Dr. J for abbreviation for Josh? I said, I like that. And I stuck with it. And over here in North Carolina and throughout the country, uh, from East Coast to West Coast, uh, people do know me and Jacob Platermaid. I mean, I'm not like Sandy, but you know. can y'all still hear me? Okay. Uh, Dr.
1: J. you can name drop yeah. all you like. Name drop. We know you big time hater made. <laughs> hater made. <laughs> hater made. You can't hide it. Bring it. Come on, let's hear. It. Yes,
0: sir. Yes, sir. He got me into social media. He's like, need to get on the platform, put yourself out there, and I did. And he gave me an opportunity. A lot of people would love to do. Um, we we started doing through some going through some shows, and um, a good friend of ours, Mitchell Bottomley, owns uh, Bottomley Enterprises in Mount Air, North Carolina, and. uh he had a truck built, and uh, a truck show came across to go to uh, Red Bluff, California. Uh, it was a last-minute decision. We wasn't going to go uh, due to weather, going across Oklahoma and all that stuff. And we ended up going. I took his truck, Hater Maid, and uh, went out there, took a load there, and I had a— good time with truck shows and uh, took a load bag got an opportunity to drive that truck to do some many shows. And that right there has got me started on my social media and we got started on like doing truck shows. And now we attend this about every single one of them that we can attend to. Uh, there's one in Oklahoma here soon. We're not going to be able to do that. I have some family issues going on, but the uh, Nacogdoches Texas truck show, Old Town Down, we attended it last year. A good friend of mine, Troy Massey off Tri-State. Uh, he wanted us to come down there and stay when, we done that. It was a great show. It turned out real phenomenal and uh hope will do it again this year. Uh, it's been great so far.
1: Good deal. Good deal. Let me ask you this. Is that yes, a hater made truck? Would it be an automatic?
0: No, sir. That is a 18 speed. What
1: do you think about automatics? Uh I'm not. <laughs> you can go ahead and just dis- choke a little bit there. It's alright.
0: Right. right. Uh, I'm not dissing any truck because every truck has its advantages. It has its advantage. You know, if a certain person, you know, I know a few people that only have one leg to drive a truck, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And I know a few kids that are, have grown up in trucking with their family that do not know how to drive a 10, 13, 15 double over, you know, or like an 18 uh, or eight, nine speed. And they're starting out with an automatic. So, I mean, I'm not a fan of them. But uh, there is people out there that do enjoy them to get to drive a truck and will get to learn to drive, a you know, 18 or manual transmission. But uh, for the most part, you know, if the automatic suits that driver for what they're doing, more power to them. You know, a truck's a truck in some people's eyes, you know, and if are out there on the highway being safe and looking good and going down the road, I'm all for it. There you go.
1: Now I will definitely save that left knee and leg for sure it was just on my mind i was watching a gentleman yesterday trying to back in a tight spot and he had never driven an automatic and uh when they get to creeping they uh it's kind of strange yeah. you know when they get taken off and rolling and especially if you're on an incline and in a tight yes, spot, sir. Tight, spot yes, sir.
0: tight spot and some of these trucks are automatic you know and put a pedal to the floor, they got like a delay and you got to yep, be careful pointing yep. out in front of somebody that thing, a delay, and you, you just I mean, it's just common sense comes to a factory uh, like I said, automatic's not my personal preference, I feel more safer if I'm hauling 10,000 pounds, 170,000 pounds, down an 8 or 9% grade uh, I like being in control of the truck, I mean, not saying an automatic it can't do it, which it can, but me growing up old school I prefer shifting gears, that's just It's just kind of like how the lights on the truck going down the highway. Having more checking lights, the better shifting gears comes with it. It's just part of trucking.
1: You got it. You got it. Brandon, what you got over there? Well, just going over the notes, we're
2: talking about furniture. We're talking about flatbed, reefer. Uh, Y'all do just about everything and anything.
0: We do. We do. Uh, North Carolina, we are – North Carolina, uh, we are fortunate enough to wear – um, the furniture factories over here, this is over North Carolina. This is like people who buy it in Georgia, all over. From a matter of fact, um, I go to California, North Carolina, has the most furniture upholstery businesses worldwide in the state, United States, as in furniture. You know, the furniture is a necessity. It's not a want. I mean, it's a want, not a necessity. So, it, unfortunately, it has slowed down to the economy. But, uh It's been great so far, you know, and we haul furniture parts. We haul actual furniture. We do, uh, we haul eggs down to Georgia, some to Texas. Uh, We get backloads that come back, you know, wherever that driver needs to go. But our mainly division is furniture, and we do some furniture like plywood. Um, There's a customer we have called Williams Sonoma. They're really big. They're actually world like from coast to coast, and we haul flatbed, you know, wood products on them as well. I did not know that. So we do a little bit of reefer and do, do a little bit at all. North Carolina. We do Eversides. Yes, sir.
2: North Carolina is the largest market for furniture, building, and materials. Yes, sir. See, I always yes, think sir. about tobacco being number
0: one. Yeah, tobacco is good, too. Tobacco up there in Virginia, that's real good, too. Comes out of Norfolk up there, and tobacco's real good, too.
2: Can you can you haul tobacco, drive in, reefer unit? I mean I know it's a big leaf, but never thought about
0: it. Uh I would say you could, yeah. I mean it comes to local stores, you know, and like I a. uh yeah, I would say. I
1: would say they yeah. it. I've never held tobacco. It. I guess they've never dry it, process it at the it. No. at the place, at the fields. I don't know. Doctor J, what's your uh preference? Virgin or retread? What is it then? Virgin or retread.
0: Uh virgin. Okay.
1: what's your uh what's your favorite drive tire you run
0: uh michelin's what we have yeah, all the, yeah all the way around all the way around all the way around that's so some, that's something that our company we don't some companies they'll do what they need to do to get by uh all of our drivers we try to run much as we can keep everything up to par as far as trailer drive steers because we have trucks that go out down to South Florida, uh, go out West, and we want to keep our drivers safe. So, I mean, if I can do my part of keeping them safe, not saying a good tire can blow out, but, I mean, we try to keep our equipment, maintained and sustainable as much as we can.
1: I hear you. I hear you. Just cu- uh, curious, We're, uh, we might have come from a little bit of tire business, so if you're ever in trouble, uh, we can definitely help you out with some tires.
0: Oh, okay. yeah nice yes sir i appreciate that yeah Yes, sir. i'm looking forward to meeting y'all uh y- y'all coming to the old town rig down texas show here in a few months
2: it's on the calendar we have a, a a pretty size event in october so we'll see if we can't get everything fit in uh like you said that buffalo run uh, rigs at the run next weekend we'll be yeah, there huh? also so, if we can get it fit in, East Texas is not too far for us.
0: Uh, yeah, a we'll good friend of mine, Steve, Steve Huff, he wanted me to come up there, and I told him I've got some family stuff going on, I won't be able to make it, this is his first show. And I said, it'll probably do great, because what he's told me, the show is going to be right across from a casino, so everybody could go up there and go eat, go gamble, go have all kinds of fun, you know, outside of trucking, so that kind of like a... Killing Two Birds and One Stone on that one. So I think it'll be a great show. That's the first one on the calendar this year. And yeah, I think it's going to
2: be. I think you'll be fine. I think you may draw 50 trucks, which is totally great for the first show. Yeah. Um, yeah it is. And yeah. the the area of the casino, uh, plenty of parking.
1: I was going to say, it's, it's in got, the parking lot of the casino, yeah, right?
2: Yeah, it's got uh, tons of restaurants, comedians, bands. It's going to be a, a, a fair and a circus to go with it. Um, so I, I know the mayor's done a good job of promoting it and it actually got started, uh, there in Tulsa all because of hard rock casino didn't want to, uh, cater to the drivers or they didn't think they could get a return on their investment. So that's where Buffalo run stepped up and said, well, shoot, if they want, we will let's try it and see what happens.
0: Right. There you go. There you go so they gotta start somewhere hopefully he'll have get many trucks he wants and hopefully every time it'll grow and it'll be on the calendar and we can look forward to going to it next year yeah
2: that's um the one in east texas you know with troy and it, it's great i don't know if i if i had to pick that one out there by y'all was it mayberry
0: or mountain yes, mount air or,
2: yeah. or however you say yeah, that yeah. that's yeah it. bottom
0: of mount area yeah, mayberry truck too yeah
2: I might would put that one on our schedule more than the East Texas one.
0: Yeah, we'd love to have y'all come. Matter of fact, Jacob got married during last year, and I told my wife, and I said, if we ever get married, it's going to be a drug show, and damn to see that, it, steal my idea. So, no, I can't do that. <laughs> well, at least he didn't steal your girlfriend or right. your wife. Yeah. All <laughs> he want to go down that route now. <laughs> It ain't me. He's got to worry about his it, her, So is that I ain't right, know. <laughs> right, right.
1: Oh, I'm sure she's a nice lady.
0: She is. She is. She. Uh, she didn't grow up in trucking. I actually. Uh, I could tell you a little bit about myself. Um, when I was back in high school, I always been fascinated by trucks. My grandpa drove um, an old cab over, and I rode with him down to Laredo, down to Phoenix all the time. And it was uh, it was at two o'clock on the, uh, in the morning. On uh, coming out of uh, uh, Lake Havasu, Arizona, and we was running one of the pilot cars. It was, a, believe it or not, it was like an '87 or '88 Corvette. It was an old pilot car, and we got on the CB. And we got to talking. My grandpa named; they called him uh, Southern Comfort, like that, like the drink. And uh, he mashed on that old. Thirty four oh six cat B model cat, and he outrun that Corvette, that pilot car. He come on the radio. He said, "Damn it, driver, what you got in that thing?" And he said, oh, "I'll see his black smoke and tail lights." <laughs> Never seen since. I remember as a kid, I got fascinated. And trucking's just like I said; it's not, it's not a job if, if you do what you love. You know, it's something that the industry has completely transformed to where a lot of people don't agree with it and I'm one of those people you know the e-laws and the mandates I don't agree with uh, I think it's personally just a 100% scam to where they collect revenue for the federal government because if you go out a truck stop even in Texas or anywhere truck stop you see 3 o'clock in the afternoon they're, they're slam packed I mean how is that safe parking on the side of a road how, like here in North Carolina Troopers are real bad to where if a truck's pulled over on an on-ramp, they'll pull over and give you a citation and tell you to move. Well, the driver sits there and says, well, I can't move. I can't move on the clock. And the the trooper says, well, I don't care. You got to move. So what do you do? You know, you take a violation. I mean, I I just don't agree with that.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of gray area when they got pushed on all this stuff for sure. You saw a lot of trucks just getting stopped in the middle of a driveway somewhere, like you said, or on the side of the road and on a ramp. It's just... There's got to be a better way.
0: I agree. I agree. That's why our fleet, we run 99 and older. We we do run paper logs as when we go at 150 mile air radius. But usually me and a couple of buddies that we drive, we stay within probably 30 or 40 miles. So we ain't got to worry about it. But that's the trucks we have. We don't get anything newer than 99 because we don't want to deal with that. Because in the federal Government size. If one truck's got an E-law, the rest of it's got to have it, and we don't want that. Mm,
1: yep. Yeah, real popular, those older trucks. They just – and the problem is you can't finance them, so everybody's got to pay cash for them.
0: That's right. That's right. Yep. And they're not cheap to work on either.
1: No. No. Parts are getting scarce.
0: That's right. That's right. That's right.
2: Have you seen insurance be an issue in the last couple months?
0: Absolutely. Uh, I'd say in the past couple of years, we've got 20 drivers and not one driver has got one wreck, one citation, and it, our insurance doubled for its cost of living. It doubled for nothing.
2: That's what Tyler was talking with another driver not too long ago, and his did the same thing. His actually doubled and he reduced his fleet by half. I forget whatever the whatever the term was. He reduced the fleet by half and the price went up or... Maybe he increased it two trucks, and it went up 200%. I, I forget what it was, but it seems like insurance is being uh, very costly.
0: It is. With the insurance steel, wear and tear driver pay, and we're all struggling. I mean, everything's going up except for the pay, and what do you do? How do you fix There's it? Nothing.
1: Yeah million dollar question hey, i said how do we fix that
0: like you said in the first minute of the conversation our lovely prison has got a lot to do with that
1: well yeah we I knew definitely that. make some adjustments there i got yep. you there but no it's uh you know we kind of like to we would like to see everybody who wants to be their own boss be their own boss and they're making it harder and harder every day so
0: yes sir they do they do
1: but I think people that's don't. what keeps this industry going. I mean, I I don't see if you had all Walmart and J.B. Hunt and everybody else, and that was it. I, I don't see everybody getting serviced.
0: Well, people don't realize, like your average person, don't know anything about trucking. You know, there's millions of people like that, and people don't understand cargo gets shipped, you know, three or four ways, freight, as in a train, truck, boat, or plane, you know. And look at, look, at, look at trains, you know, they're all by engineers. They make over six figures a year. Pilots, you know, pilots are like people in trucking. You got like over-the-road pilots that go from coast to coast. And you got – I have a friend of mine who flies out of Charlotte, North Carolina. He'll go up – he'll go all the way down to Florida, and he'll go to Alabama. He'll come back, and he'll be home every day. You know, it's just the industry of with trucking as in being an owner-operator – is so so hard to get by with nowadays because time you pay fuel, like you said, insurance, driver pay, and all the other stuff. I mean, come down to it, we're not making as much as what people think we are because we got so much payout to go in of keeping wear and tear and of all the stuff we got to do. We're making about the same.
1: Yeah, and in the last five, ten, well, especially five years, ten years, uh, mechanic rates have gone up crazy? Oh, yes.
0: Point. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Uh,
1: but I don't see the rate per mile matching any of that, do you?
0: Uh, no, I do not. No. The dollar or two or three dollar a mile, it's just, it's just not really worth it anymore. To it, 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 if you have good customers, like we do, you take good care of them and my, my main thing is to any customer I go to, I could be in a plastic truck. I could be in a be in hater maze truck. I'm going to treat it the same. You know, you show up with dignity, respect. You treat people with respect. And you come hauling their freight looking good and you do a good job. People will remember you. You know, there's a lot of owner operators out there that have failed. I have failed. The only way you want to get better is to fail. I'm never afraid to fail. never will be. You know, I could lose everything tomorrow and I'll start all over again. That's just the name of the game. But people would understand and realize if the trucks would stop three days straight, tankers, food, all the necessities that you need, and it would it would take three days. look, okay, somebody's local family would go to Walmart and not get bread or meat or any kind of food or fuel to go to work for three days this economy will crash and something will be done. But you got too many people out there that drive a truck that have no sense and uh, have, that does not need to be in a truck and they make us look bad. They do. I mean,
1: yeah, without saying it, I mean, you you hit the nail on the head. I mean, you know, you don't want a union, but at this point, no. you need something right. that's going to say, look, all so get on the same page here instead of undercutting everybody and to where we are now,
0: right? I really wish it would change. I don't see it changing anytime soon, as much as I hate to say that. I wish I was wrong. I don't see it changing, but I pray about it every day. I wish it would, but I don't think it will.
1: They say nine meals <laughs> is uh nine meals is what uh separates us from a normal day to catastrophe
0: absolutely yes sir and that catastrophe you're talking about is not too far away to be honest with you yeah yeah
2: i knew it was four days is kind of what the average was but coming down to three days before the shelves get empty that's um, awful scary stuff uh yeah, you know just like is. we educate anybody in trucking how do we educate people that the milk doesn't come from the store, right? I mean, the hamburger meat doesn't, it's at the store for us to pick up, but it's a lot of different miles and a lot of different hands before it gets to the grocery store.
0: And there's always a process of illumination where it goes through so many things to get to that store. And us as drivers are responsible for getting it there. You know, that's another thing too, getting the loads on time, getting this and that and It's just getting worse, but it's getting really hard to do out there. It is, and I feel sorry for a lot of people, and it sucks. I mean, it really does. I mean, but you take what you can do, do the best you can, and have good people in your corner and treat people with respect, and that's just what I live on. There you go. There you go. But tell me about y'all. How did y'all get started with the Fifth Wheel Mafia?
2: Whoa, gracious. Um, Tires. (laughs) <laughs> right. Oh, um, tires started there, huh? yeah. Semi-truck tires. Uh, me and Tyler started with Goodyear back when uh, Moby Dick was a minnow, I guess you'd say. Right. And right. had tires, had a little bit of success, went into warehousing, went into manufacturing, went into supporting. Uh, here in Denton, Texas, we support the Peterbilt plant, which is in our backyard. So we went into tires, wheels, wiring harnesses, seats, uh, opened up a used truck dealership here in Denton, Texas, Uh, Kenworth and Peter built day cab sleepers. And one day Tyler coined the phrase of Fifth Wheel Mafia. It, uh, It gives us an hour or so, two hours a week, to come in, shut the door, hang out, visit, and then we go back to the real world. Uh, that
0: is awesome. That's a good one escape reality.
2: Six months, seven months, I guess we've been doing it. Uh, you're probably episode nine, ten, RC. Uh, nice. 11. All
1: right.
2: Oh, this is 11. Okay, yeah. so you're, you're lucky number uh, 11. Um, lucky number 11. Miss Cody's sitting over here, hadn't said anything about swag or merch.
1: Well, swag or merch. I, did, I did talk to Dr. J a little bit before. He was
0: oh, is this the latest, last lady I talked to earlier? Oh yeah, yes, sir. this
2: is it. We found uh-huh. out that with a female voice, we get a few more listeners on Spotify.
0: And, yes, sir. And,
2: and drivers tend to... Stay more dialed in when it's uh, not us just hairy-legged boys hanging around. That's right.
1: So I got
0: roped into uh,
2: it. it. It was
0: a short rope. Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> we might have to start feeding her some margaritas before the show. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Watch I out, Dr. I, J. Watch out now. <laughs> I know, right? I, I think it was this. Uh, Brandon had an idea. Brandon wanted to do a podcast. And, uh here we are. I, I don't know if we've got a direction. I think that's what we do every time we talk to somebody. Is you know what?
0: Well, what well, can we well do? to be honest with you, right? Well, to be honest with you, I've heard from several people like y'all are real good people. And direction, the direction—if you don't know where you're going, direction—the direction that you're going now, I think in time will pay off for every single one of you. Like because y'all are doing something that everybody needs. You know. If you grow, everybody's gotta start somewhere, and you're growing and growing. And I'm like every video I make, I'm tagging y'all in, and I've seen y'all put my truck on your story yesterday. That was awesome. And like if y'all keep doing what you're doing, because that reason alone, you will bring in drivers, as in female drivers too. There's a lot of badass female drivers out there too that hands down drive more safe and have nice rigs and they do a better job with some of these men up there you gotta give it to the women you know a lot of women have come join this industry you know like we go to these truck shows and I see a lot of women that have husbands and they'll team drive and they'll ride along my wife would be one of them um, and hands down to them because like if we can get females to do what men do as far as driving I'm all for that that's great you know
2: see on our truck show in October women in trucking uh, you've probably seen them around you've seen the big trailer the simulator that they bring they'll be at yes, our sir. truck show trying to get Cody to take the CDL test she's giving me the evil eye right now
0: yes. not evil.
2: she needs to have it done because we want to support that uh, women in trucking just like we support men in trucking also but uh, but yeah that's how we got started. Uh, If I could add one thing to our show or our features and benefits is how would a mid-afternoon, a 7 p.m. to a 9 p.m. I'm trying to create a, a live show where people could call in. Hey, I'm broke down in exit 500. Hey, I'm in Phoenix. Do you know a tire guy? Hey, I'm, uh, I'm leaving Houston. What's the weather looking like on 45? Hey, I'm in Chicago. It's snowing like a son of a gun. How do I get out of this mess? Maybe somebody just wants to call and talk. I don't know. We're all kind of the same age. We're all 35. Nobody say anything. But we're yeah. all 35. And uh, remember Frazier, the old TV show? People just want to call in and talk. Right. You know, I, I just don't. I don't know if that's a late night for truckers or if that's a, a 7 p.m. or maybe it's early in the morning i I don't know i'm just trying to get a feel out for what drivers want to hear
0: i would say anytime will be a great time you know us truckers you know we're i mean i'm up sporadically throughout the night or through the early in the morning sometimes later in the evening you know and uh, I think that's a great thing to do as far as, like, truckers want to get there and talk, you know, how their day is going and, you know, talk about the trucking community. I think that could be potentially something great for y'all, you know, and I would love to do that, you know, I mean, with we, y'all.
2: We can talk anything from, well, to bypass the chicken coop, to get rid of that. Oh, yes. <laughs> Right. Oh, yeah,
0: uh, running through the woods, huh? <laughs> yeah, we'll come
2: down to two lane. Uh, that's right
0: That's right, that's right. But You
2: know that's uh, Like Smokey and the Bandit you might want to call in and Say hey I just had the best Diablo sandwich There that's you location go Location here The reason Steve uh, Huff Got involved with us Or the reason I reached out to him He was at TA one night And it took six hours To put a tire on Or something like that Put a valve step or on Or valve, valve stem. stem Or something I'm old and fat And I can do that In six hours <laughs>
0: Yeah, Steve's a good dude. Oh, yeah. I think uh, uh, your social media, like TikTok, you know, because this world has revolved around social media. That's just name of the game. That's how people get their name out there. I think y'all doing, like, a podcast on, like, TikTok and, like, uh, YouTube. Uh, like, with Troy Massey, we've done, like, trucking with Troy. Like, that has got him real good, you know. We all do that. So maybe, you know, Fifth Wheel Mafia, like a YouTube channel, that would be great for y'all where, like, y'all yeah, well, they like, do podcasts and, like, answer phones and, like, broadcast it, like, over the internet. I think that would be great for y'all.
2: Well, RC's over there shaking his head like he's he's going to be dialed into YouTube and MeTube and <laughs> something.
0: <laughs> it's oh, it
2: could be inner tube. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> Intertube,
0: there you uh, go. Oh,
2: Lord. Um, tube type, tube less. I'm telling my tire days. Tube type hoop top.
1: Hello. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I, Dr. J. I say that's kind of, we're just walking blindly. I mean, you know, it, it'd be great to, when I think about it, when I go home is I would like to see a, some type of networking community that could be built off of it to where you could maybe get together and say, look, we need to fix this, you know, and, and if you got a uh, hundred million petitions saying we need to fix this, I would, that'd be awesome. Right. So
0: I I, I agree because it, it, it all comes back down to, uh, you know, you know. 30 years ago, 20 years ago, I'm 31, so I've still got a lot to learn. But my grandpa would tell me many, many stories to where, like, if he blew out a tire, you know, the trucking community, they didn't care if I how to get there or not. They would have five or ten drivers pull over to help him do that. You do that now? some of these truck drivers when to get in the left lane to let you over to get out to work on your truck. That's how bad the community is. The trucking community has went downhill. You know, uh, social media has helped with that a lot. You know, Jacob pretty much started it all with his truck and, uh, everybody else has kind of followed, you know, doing their own thing, like including me doing their own thing. And, um, I think if we get people in the trucking community to stand up for one another and help one another, I think that would benefit a lot. Because if you do that, it takes three people to to run a country, and it take, oh, that's all it takes three people. But getting those three people in the same mindset of doing something, chances are slim to none. But if you take those three people, like in the trucking community, and stand up for what they believe in. We're we're gonna do this. We're not gonna do this. And the more people, and the more the more businesses get out there, as like in y'all, as in like helping one another. You know, if I got a tire blowout, and like on somebody like two o'clock in the morning hey I we, I've heard a fifth wheel off like I heard the real with tires this and that like I have a good shop and like that's great for y'all you know the trucking community needs to stand up and I think it's getting a little bit better um, not to a point where like I could say for uh, pretty much all of us it's, they don't it's not to where it needs to be but I think it's in a point of a right direction because the truck show community, has gotten really popular in the past couple of years. Uh, five years ago, truck shows, it was nothing, you know, and people will take these trucks and they'll put so much money into them and they'll work them. And people were like, you don't work that truck. Yeah, I dude, I work it every day. Like Hater Mace truck. I've had plenty of people come to me. Y'all don't work that truck. You yeah, work it every day. It hauls over a hundred thousand pounds, five or six times a week. But I mean, like it all comes down to take a pride in your ride and doing a good job for your customers. And, and
2: doing a good job in the community. Amen. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know how to uh, back all that up other than saying you're exactly right. Um, one thing we're trying to do to help our community or help the, the trucking industry is we start our first CDL driving school uh, class on the 31st mm-hmm. of this month. Uh, local junior mm-hmm. college. So through the local junior college, uh, they're going to use our campus here as a – place to come learn teach coach
1: instruct Mm -hmm. um we hope to help these students get jobs eventually you know connecting with more they're they're saying
2: four or five week course by week three i want to have people in here whether it's yeah but i want you know doing uh job interviews uh job fairs i'd like for these guys and gals to have a job as soon as they leave here
0: Right, that's um, awesome. That's but, awesome, you know,
1: and not the kind of job where you got to sign a two-year contract for pennies on the dollar. We right. get good jobs and and good right. skills and and work for the good companies. So
0: that's the thing where it is today. A lot of these, we got several truck driving schools around us, and um, you know, like the rookie the rookie trucking companies. were like, hey, well, hurry, we'll pay you this and that, but you got to sign a two-year lease. We'll get your CDL, this and that. And they'll tell you whatever you want to hear to get you in that door. You might be home on the weekends, you'll or you'll be home on the weekends, and you're six months stuck in that truck. And I say, some people are good for the wheel with that. Some people are not. I say half the majority of the people are not good with that. You know that. And that's that's not a bad thing about the community too. Like a lot of these companies, they'll sit up here and they'll tell you anything to get in the door. And that right there, like, get to a point where you're a revolving door and people, the word of mouth, you can't control over anybody, you know, and they'll say, they'll put on Facebook, well, what is this company good for? This and that, and you'll have somebody say, well, it's a great company, and you'll have 30 people the comments, don't go there, a place, junk. you know, you just, that's how bad it came, but you, people don't understand when you're, you have a big company, like, I'm not going to mention any names, but y'all know some of these big company names, you know, if we hire 30 students and, Three of them dry source for three months. Okay, the 27 of them, that's a write-off for end of the year. We get the write-off that we've done our job. That's how they look at it. They don't look at it as in like, okay, I'm going to bring five people in here and I'm going to train them right and I'm going to establish a relationship with them and I'm going to communicate with them so far and so on throughout their career, even though if they do leave my company, I'm going to still become good friends with them. That, my friend, is where people and big companies I see as they fail because – are just a number. You know, truckers, there's three, generically three things a trucker wants. What kind of equipment they're going to drive, how much they're going to get paid, and what is their home time. You know, and you might get two out of the three. Some companies might have three out of three. The majority of the companies now in this industry, you might be lucky to get one out of three. and But they'll tell you anything to get you in that door and I just don't agree with
2: that and that's what's different about us is it's an independent course Uh, right we're going to put four students with each truck so it's you pretty much start your day I mean there's the instructor uh, a person sitting in the passenger seat and what two sitting on the couch in the back Yeah, that's that's why they're going to teach for three uh, in the class for the first week The next three weeks is that's how they're going to learn. And then uh, they'll have the opportunity to go select who they want to work for, whether it's Snyder, Walmart, JB Hunt, ABC Towing. We're going to bring those people in, and that the driver has a chance to say, I'm a good driver. This is what I can bring to your company. So at, at that point, now we've got drivers interviewing. The company's not the company's interviewing the,
1: the driver. Yeah, and I think the school's going to be great because it's, it's a collegiate. It's not, you know, based behind the company. You know, come do our course for free, and then you're going to work for us for two years. And, hey, guess what? We'll lease you a truck. Yeah. And then if you decide to quit, guess what? You don't right. get any of that yeah, money. You get all that money back, yeah.
0: Right And that's where Like a lot of big companies They'll get drivers That are not familiar with that And I almost man, I, I I almost Was one of them mm. And it was like A pretty good deal To where I was like It's too good to be true And I found come to find out It was too good To be true And the lease Purchasing thing I've never I've never done I come close But I've never done it But uh, The truck driving school Y'all have Like we have one of those Over here in Hickory North Carolina And it's like a Four week class and I've actually talked with them when they first started. And I actually went up there because um, I was going to help them instruct. And they wanted to hire me. And I told them, actually, I kind of backed out because the way they treat their, uh, their candidates. And I said their first week. And I said, what do y'all do in the first week? So she, she, they said, first week's orientation pretty much kind of like anywhere else, you know, you get your book working on this and that second week, you do your backing. third and fourth week. It's where you back and you park parallel 90 degree, you got a jackknife and you go through town and you do pretty much the whole shebang. And I said, okay. And they told me all that. And I said, well, you're missing one part of the puzzle. He said, what's that? I said, here in North Carolina, I said, we have mountains. I said, even though these trailers that you haul with these students, they're empty, I was like, why don't you take them up there and take them down the mountain to where they're used to it? That way, when they do go to a, you know, a company, they're not, like, afraid, you know? A lot of people are afraid of mountains. And we have we have some treacherous mountains up here on the East Coast, but nothing like over here on the West Coast. But... Uh, I didn't agree with what they've done. They don't, take their, they don't take students from the mountains up there. They don't do it anymore. It's too much of a liability. I understand why, but I think, you know, you're driving a truck, it's not it's not always going to be on a flat ground. You're going to have hills, curves, and all that stuff. But it is what it is, you know. But you think that's just more the of a
1: liability or just more of a the distance?
0: Was it, is it, uh, was I'm it far, a little it's bit more, of both.
1: Yeah, I was going to say it's probably more of a cost, and they just didn't want to go that far.
0: Yeah, uh, and I think I think down the road, I think that's going to hurt them because, like, I've preached about them, and I've had several people that have done the same thing with them. But I mean, that, that's their business. I mean, you know, if you go teach the aspects of trucking, you need to do not just fifty percent of it; you need to do one hundred percent of it. You know, and that's At least safety is my biggest thing. Yeah, at least be exposed right. of everything.
2: Even yeah. if you're sitting in a simulator, at least turn it to the. Right. Yeah. Get
1: cool. Awesome. Really? Icy, the icy slopes. We're just send them to Texas. Right. It's flat as hell around here. Yeah. I ain't got no problems. Well, at least give them some real-life experiences. We got people right. out here that drive without brakes.
0: And we time, have that North Carolina too, one, event. Time, <laughs> one time.
2: One time I, it had brakes.
1: It was, it winter. E, it it had, was had, winter. It was winter. It had e-brakes. It was, it was solid sheet of ice, so nobody was driving <laughs> anyways. We were safe, and it was a box fan, so it was okay. Well, so. so Well Good deal. Dr. J, I sure do appreciate your time. Brandon, you got anything else?
2: No, just want uh, – I know Cody will reach out to you uh, for your time and efforts and talk today. Yes, sir. Absolutely. I
0: have enjoyed it.
2: Get him a cap, a cup, a koozie, chapstick,
0: keychain. Yep, sir. Um, whatever,
2: uh, whatever Cody's got in the grab bag out there, she'll get – I'm sure she's yeah. got the address.
1: Uh, I believe
0: yeah, I uh, we have, me and my wife, we actually do have some stuff for y'all we're going to send out as well. Oh, we have perfect. some merchandise for y'all we're going to send out as well. Uh, me and my wife, we started a website uh, about eight months ago called Uh Semi-Crooked Graphics.
2: <laughs> I like that.
0: Uh, my wife's, her maiden name is Crook, so her, they called it Semi-Crooked Graphics. It's got like a little arm because I work out every day because I'm home every day, and uh, she's got like a little arm with a bicep pump out of a W9 Kenworth, and uh we created that website, and it was actually going really good. We take owner-operators, and um, we I don't have time to build a website. My wife, she works for the school, works for the government up in North Carolina for the state, and so she has a lot more free time than I do, so she does a lot of website stuff. So if y'all ever need help with that, feel free to let us know. We can help you out with that. I don't know if y'all need help with that or not, but... uh if get, I was gonna get yeah. like sh- shut that out there.
2: We need all the good help we can we can get. Oh, absolutely!
0: Love if, to help you y'all. Got,
2: uh, Just some people kind of merch. People. Yeah, people helping people. Probably. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen the inside of our studio lounge, truckers lounge, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I
0: have not. I
2: have not. Um, we'll take you on Facebook. Let you see it. We might even hang yeah. one of your shirts. Put we. We tried to create a room that has everything from Peterbilt to Kenworth to. I don't know. There's three or four American flags in here. Uh, so that sounds like a
0: good way to escape reality, right there. A couple yeah, of days a week, like you said, there. That's a yeah, that's is. awesome. <laughs> uh, it got the
2: when the when the sign says "on air," the door is closed. Uh, we don't bring any cell phones in here, except for the one we're talking on, I guess. Right, <laughs> right, so, right, right. Uh, that's cool. But when the door opens back up, uh, Lord only knows what's on the other side of it.
0: Work. That's right. Work. <laughs> Everybody's got to escape reality once in a while. There you go. You know, I understand yes, that. Sir. And,
2: yes, sir. So we're we're gonna let's wrap it up and head back to the real world. Uh, well, I do
0: appreciate, appreciate you time. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Cool. I greatly appreciate it. means the world, to him.
1: Tyler, anything? You got it. Last you got call. it. Be safe out there. Uh, good talking to you again, and uh, look forward to meeting you in the future and see what we can do together. Well, Doctor J, yes,
2: keep uh, keep moving America. Stay positive. Stay safe, and we'll see you down the road.